Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself. And if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Kia ora, kia ora, welcome. Welcome to the One Up Project podcast, or back to it if, you, uh, if you've been here before. Uh, today, I just got the sudden urge, the sudden energy and urge to record an episode. And when I've got that urge, you know, I've just got to satisfy it. I've just got to scratch that itch. So today, I think I'm going to have a chat about how I have actively tried to build resilience through different things, through activities, through changing my mindset. How have I tried to actively build resilience and why have I actively tried to build resilience? I think my whole life I have felt quite sensitive to certain things. Like I was the kind of person who would get really upset if someone told me no, if someone rejected me, if someone, uh, if I got in trouble, like anything like that, I was just deathly afraid of. And my resilience to making mistakes was so, so incredibly low. And I remember hearing someone talk about how as a child, if you're kind of the kid that's always been, is made out to be like, the kid that achieves stuff and you know has these high expectations of you and you've always done well in life and you know you're kind of expected to do well and you're expected to achieve and expected to behave you feel all this pressure to be like this perfect person and so when you're not adding up to be that perfect person because you're making mistakes or you're getting things wrong or whatever it is you feel like a failure you feel like you're not yourself or you're not living up to the expectations that everyone has around you and so that really stresses you out and you feel like you're just not keeping up to the standard that you should be and that freaks you out and puts you off taking risks making mistakes doing all of those sorts of things I think deep down that was a contributing factor to me feeling or not feeling like I had that much resilience. And when I say I was sensitive to it, I would, you know, cry really easily. Like if I got something wrong or I got something in trouble, if I got if if I got in trouble, I would be crying my little eyes out. It was really easy for me to start tearing up, especially when it came to authority. I also had this huge fear of authority. So when I say authority, I mean people older than me. So adults, um, anyone with a higher title than me, school principals, bosses, you know, police officers, anyone with like some kind of authority or leadership over me in any kind of way really scared me. I was scared to kind of go against anything they said. And I always thought to myself like, no, this is what respect is. Like this is how you act when you have respect for someone you are scared of them you agree with everything they say and you just act polite and carry on Um, I'm sure there's a lot of other underlying reasons around wanting to act polite and be agreeable and all of those kind of things when it comes to being a woman in this world as well Um, but I'm not 
too sure about that. I'm just assuming that that probably comes into it in one way or another. But I definitely had this fear of putting a foot out of place in any kind of way. And I would like to say, moving on, fast forwarding to now, I'm completely different to that. I still have respect for people, for any people, people younger than me, people older than me, people in higher positions than me, people in lower positions than me, you know, whatever the status is that we want to put on other people, I have a general respect for everyone unless you give me a reason not to respect you. I think I'm just a lot stronger of a person mentally and emotionally. Um, things that used to make me cry at the drop of a hat before, I've recently just started to notice they don't affect me at all. Um, And the kind of, I guess, inspo for this episode came around when I was in a meeting and one of the people in this meeting uh, made a comment about something I had done and it wasn't necessarily personal, but it was definitely a bit of a crack at my ability. And one of my biggest fears along with everything I've just spoken about was being incompetent so it's it it obviously leans into that thing I was talking about where you feel like you're not living up to the standard you were always told you're supposed to like I was always told as a kid you know you're really academic and you're really smart and you can do this and you can do that and just because I I tried in school for no other reason and it always made me feel like oh okay well if I if I do something wrong that means I'm incompetent I can't do anything and you know learning and getting things wrong is just not an option like if I can't get it right I'm obviously just an idiot and so when this person made this comment about the thing I had done I instantly noticed that my body didn't react in the way it normally would I would normally notice I would get hotter, I would start sweating, my heart rate would increase, things like that. You know, I would get nervous, I guess, feelings of anxiety uh, because I didn't feel competent. I felt like I was then going to have to apologize to this person for my actions that were something that had nothing to do with this person. Uh, But I didn't notice any of that. I was completely calm. I was completely level-headed. And I didn't take it personally either. It was like... I accept what you're saying, I respectfully disagree, but I'm not defensive, I'm not taking it personally, I'm just accepting that that's your opinion and not mine and now I'm moving on and it's not even in a sassy way at all, it's literally was just so, such a huge revelation for me because I was like, I so am welcoming of that kind of unnecessary criticism, I'm so welcoming of that because I can kind of now look at that situation from a non-biased perspective and think okay was I wrong there did I do something wrong if so next time let's do it better and a quote that is in a book I just read called Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown says I'm here to get it right not to be right and that quote also came into my head because it was like that's fine I got it wrong I got it wrong I'm not here to be right I'm here to get it right so it's not personal that you've said this to me about my ability in this certain thing. It's just, it is what it is, simply. And I think I was so proud of myself in that moment. Like, the the comment wasn't even the thing that was, like, making me think. It was the fact that my reaction was so just indifferent. Um, but I was able to take that on, have a think about it, think, okay, maybe next time probably should do it in a different way. But this isn't going to affect my confidence. This isn't going to affect my 
belief in myself and my ability going forward. And I think that is just such a huge development for me personally. And I really want to share, you know, within this episode, the things that I've done to actively do that and to actively get to this place. So, you know, something that is just natural in life is that we learn and we pick up unhealthy habits and behaviors really easily, you know, whether it's eating habits or lazy habits when it comes to listening to people or helping others or uh, whatever it is, we pick up really bad habits both emotionally and physically in our lives and that's really easy to pick up those habits because naturally we lean towards the easy options so those ones are always going to be the easiest to pick up because it involves the the least amount of effort and side note, that's a good tip to try and in your life you know make things easy in atomic habits uh, the book about building sustainable habits it talks about making your habits for things obvious attractive easy and satisfying the less you can think about something the stronger of a habit you're going to build and I try to apply that principle to everything in my life back to the show so it's so easy to pick up these unhealthy habits because they're the easiest ones we don't have to think as much It is so much harder to unlearn those unhealthy habits and pick up the healthy ones, put those into our lives. It's so much harder to unlearn bad habits. Why do you think therapy is such a grueling long process? Because we have to unlearn all the ways we used to think and rewire our brains to think in a more healthy way. But nothing is more beneficial than that, you know, seeking out help for someone to help you to do that so yeah I guess what I'm saying is it's really easy to pick up habits it's really hard to unlearn those habits and so the more unhealthy habits you've picked up or the more things you've been through the more trauma you've had the more uh, adversity you've 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 experienced the harder it will be to unlearn these behaviors and so the reason I'm I'm saying that is because it's not impossible it's just going to be harder And for me, I grew up, I had a very stable childhood. Um, I've faced, you know, a very small amount of adversity, depending on what you want to call adversity. I've really had an amazing childhood with incredible parents. I've been incredibly lucky and it's something I try to be as grateful for every day as possible. There aren't going to be as many unhealthy habits to unlearn as someone else so what I've managed to achieve in two years of actively trying to do this might take another person five years because they have a lot more to unlearn Um, it might take another person three months who has a different mindset to me and has faced different things in life so never compare your story to mine or my journey to yours just take everything in the context of what's applicable to you and try your hardest to be compassionate and empathetic to what it is you've been through and what it is you'll go through going forward. I think if more people can have empathy for themselves and compassion for themselves, they'll find that they can actually connect with others a lot better. So uh, yeah, just a little note I want to I wanna start on before I sort of jump into everything in the context of my own life I just want to put that out there and it is important to realize that these changes do need to be conscious it is something that you need to consciously think about when you're moving through these situations you know there have been times 
recently especially where I've put myself into a situation knowing it was going to be difficult from an emotional point of view in the sense that I was either going to get defensive or I was going to be nervous or whatever and I put myself in those situations thinking okay I'm going to consciously go into this with an intention. The intention is going to be to stay calm and to apply the strategies that I feel will help me be more resilient in this situation uh, while using other things around me to support that within my routine. So some of those, for example, working out has been a massive one for me. Resistance training, strength training, uh, and certain types of cardio. When you're in the gym lifting weights, you reach a point where you're lifting a certain a certain weight where it gets hard, where you have to push through. It's difficult. It's so easy to give up because it's just you there. You know, there's no one else unless you're with a personal trainer, which is why they're so valuable. But when it's just you, you're your only barrier, <laughs> as cliche as it is. So when you push through to that heavier weight or you squat with full depth and you focus on form correctly, you don't half-ass it. You go all the way and you finish knowing that you smashed it even though it was so difficult but you know you literally put in your best effort. Those little things and including that in your routine every day is going to set you up to have the strongest day mentally because you've already pushed past a barrier, an independent barrier, you're on your own, you had to push past something physically and you've done it and so you've already built that confidence within yourself that you can do that so subconsciously that's going to help to support you do that to do that in other areas of your life as well and other meetings throughout the day or whatever it is you're doing uh, in your work situation or in your life situation. And for me, a lot of you guys would know that I work at a, it's a tech company, it's like a health and fitness tech company so I am constantly around health and fitness stuff, <laughs> working out, nutrition, etc. And so for me, a part of, I guess, my job and my learning is to try out different fitness programs and, and to always be challenging myself, or at least that's something I'm trying to implement now. And so on Monday, which is tomorrow, uh, not that you have to start on a Monday, you can start on Wednesday, but I'm starting a brand new program that I know is going to be really challenging. I've done a lot of prep for it in terms of education and setting myself up because I want to push past this next level. You know, I've proven to myself that I can do one sort of level of resistance training at a beginner level and now I want to push past that to take it a lot more seriously and kind of see where how far I can take it um, with goals, with intentions and build that resilience even further every morning. So I'm still implementing that same core thing into my routine, being working out, but upping the ante each week and, and trying something new and different because it's actually exciting, it, it re-energizes you, it motivates you, it gets you geared up and it builds momentum and momentum is what you really need in order to carry you through and keep that confidence going as well as discipline and all of that good stuff. Uh, but you kind of learn that as you build a habit as well. Running, oh my god, running is so good. I I love running. Every time I say that, people are like, no you don't, you're actually lying to yourself, there's no way you love running. But I truly do love it. I hope that doesn't ever run out. <laughs> I think it will because I always do this where I'll enjoy a certain type of exercise for six months and then after it I'm like I never want to do that again. But at the moment I'm loving running because it instantly releases anxiety. Have you ever had 
a thought pop up in your mind of a situation that you cringe at and you physically shudder like you physically are just like oh I do that so often <laughs> I think about situations where I've said something or I've done something or I just anything and I just cringe to myself and I'll literally on my run be like physically releasing that energy because I'm just I can do that I can run faster it actually makes me run faster I could be so tired and then I'll think about something that makes me want to cringe and I'm literally speeding down the road and it's such a good way to release that anxious kind of energy and it's you feel so good after it's done you know runners high all of those sorts of things the release is so powerful and it's fun to have that kind of hobby and I've been on runs with multiple different other people who enjoy running too and I I love doing that but I also love running on my own Uh, having my music in and just going has been quite therapeutic for me it's something I I miss like I'll crave going for a run and I think it's because it it helps me so much with that resilience because it's something I never thought I was going to be able to do and every time I come back from it I'm like wow I can't believe I just did that and seeing progress each time, tracking my runs through Strava and keeping up with that momentum, that progress really helps to continue to prove to myself that I can do it, that I'm confident enough to to try new things, to challenge myself, to to get things wrong or to be shit, but then to try again and to be better. And, you know, not every run I do, not every workout I do, do I smash it. Like I've done runs where I've had to stop halfway through because I, I literally think I'm going to die or I just... I don't know, I'm just not feeling it that day for whatever reason, but you still get out there and you still give it your 100%. And I know this is cliche, but it's true, as in just giving it your best effort and being satisfied within yourself that that's your best effort. There's one rule I have when it comes to investing, which is I just need to be able to justify that to myself. If I'm investing in crypto, the latest NFT, all good. But I have to be able to justify to myself why that's going to create long-term benefit for me. And I have to actually believe it. And it's the same with when I go for a run or when I work out. In order for me to actually feel satisfied at the end of it and remember feeling satisfied as a part of those four uh, core things to build a sustainable habit, for me to actually feel uh, for me to actually feel satisfied at the end of something, I have to know within myself that I've put 100% into it, or at least 99 you know, I've put in as much as I could, and now I'm stopping, and that's all good, but I know that I, I tried my hardest for that, for that time, and I just have to be able to justify it to myself, because at the end of the day, you truly are only cheating yourself with that one. Cold showers. Declan Short on TikTok and Instagram reignited this uh, thought. <laughs> I started doing cold showers midway through last year, and I found that they were just so beneficial for again, resilience. I, I know they have benefits that are proven, I think, but I haven't even looked into that. I just wanted to see what it was like without me even looking into that. And I noticed that when I did, it was it was another one of those things that was hard. It was difficult. Um, and then getting out, starting the day, I just felt fresh, awake, alive, ready to go, all of those things, uh, because I need I needed a lot of energy and I felt like that gave me that energy. It gave me that resilience. I've just done a really hard workout, push through, then push through this cold shower. I can approach any hard conversation throughout the day now. That's how I felt. Another one, having people around me who believe in me is a huge one. Circles are so important, but having the right people around you is, it's a non-negotiable, I think. <laughs> There's, there's people who support you. There are people in your life who are nice, who are nice to you. 
And that's great. We love nice people. But then there are people in your life who are supportive, who are thoughtful, who are actively a part of your progress and your growth and want to be there to see it and to cheer you on. And those are the kind of people who you want to surround yourself with. You want to have people who motivate you in these areas as well. So there's kind of two types of people. You want to have the people that are actively they're believing in you and the types of people who motivate you to be better in a certain area if you can find that in one person then that's even better but if you need multiple people for it then that's fine too you have your people for different things and you'll be able to give that back to them as well I also think something else having these people in your life gives you is accountability when you're in these situations where you're having hard conversations that might have previously made you emotional or do make you emotional, you can think about those people in your life and think, what would they think? Or what would they tell you right now? And kind of use that to guide you through the situation rather than thinking just about how you feel and, and letting your body take over your mind, you know, the anxiety, the high heart rate, the, the sweating and all that kind of thing. It can start to overtake you a lot. And I know because I've been there so many times have I just started crying in a situation where I felt overwhelmed and it's hard. It's, it's really hard actually, but I try to channel what those people would tell me or what they would do even in that situation and use that to push you through because you know that you can debrief with them later on about it you know that you can ask them about it you can use it as a learning opportunity and that's how I try to view these these situations now is learning opportunities but it's not like so I guess how I used to view them was very personal like it was them against me it was very they are making a comment on my personality and this is going to be etched in their brain forever in terms of what their perception is of the kind of person I am like I took it so personally whereas now I look at it and I'm like this is a surface level comment on something that doesn't actually represent anything about who I am as a person but it does represent something that I I did uh, a while ago and so now how can I take what they're saying and use that at a surface level for the next time I go and do something or, or how can I be empathetic to where they're coming from and how can I then apply that to something else? So it's all very surface level now and obviously it depends on the situation as to what's personal and what's not. But I know with most of these things, it's totally not personal. It's, it's not an attack on your character. It's not going to leave a permanent mark on who you are to them. It's just going to be a passing thing. And I'm talking about especially in a work context because this is where it sort of has all come into me for me before where I feel like if I do something wrong at work, it's going to personally, it's going to leave a mark on them as to what they think of me and blah, 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 blah. So using these situations as learning opportunities at a surface level and not taking it any deeper than that, not worrying about it. And then it gives you so much more relief as well because you think about it for the time that it's happening and then it's gone. It is literally gone from your thought process. You'll think about it again if you have to do the same you know, thing or it gets brought up for whatever practical reason, but you're not going to be going home thinking about it, thinking about it all night, thinking your boss hates you or your friend is really disappointed in you about 
this when actually that's not the situation. It was just something that was really surface level. You know, you're going to stop overthinking as well, which is so, so important. And like I said, the more compassionate and empathetic you can be to yourself and your own actions, the less you take things personally because you know that your intentions were good. You know that you tried your hardest. You could justify it to yourself that you put in your full effort. So it's okay. You know, you did fine with with what you had at the time and we're moving on now. You know, we've had the criticism, we've had the critique, we're moving on now. So being able to do that is so powerful. I remember another meeting I had ages ago now. Um, So two meetings, vastly different outcomes. Well, similar outcomes, but vastly different reactions from myself. Both times there were comments being made about my actions in a particular thing. Sounds kind of serious, but it actually wasn't that serious. But both had opinions on something I did and both were constructive. Not necessarily negative, kind of, but not necessarily more constructive. The first time this happened, I couldn't talk. My voice was shaking and I started crying. Uh, and that was a typical reaction for me when it when it came to anything like this, especially when it was someone in a higher position than me or older than me or whatever it was because I was just so disappointed in myself because I felt like I disappointed someone else. I was personally offended, right? And I was probably a little bit defended, defensive. I was also probably a little bit upset with with whoever was, was also with me at the time because I was doing the whole, it wasn't just my fault kind of thought process. Uh, you know, the blame game and all of that kind of thing. And then the next time this happened, it was no one else came into my mind. No tears, no heart rate spike, just an acceptance of what was said. A thought about how that actually was in the context of the situation with emotion removed from it compassion and empathy for myself the resources I had at the time and moving on so it's great it's great you hold no resentment over the people that say these things you feel no connection or guilt or whatever it is in a negative way towards towards anything that's been said you just take it as it is and it's more than taking it on the chin because it's not you know taking it on the chin and and moving on, you're being strong for taking it. It's, it's not even that. It's literally like this isn't even a thing to take on. Like I'm just letting it brush over me because I've heard it, I've accepted it, and now it's over. So it's a different mindset to what I had before, and it's a different mindset to what people kind of tell you as well. Like don't let the haters get to you. Like don't let people get to you. Just take it on the chin and move on and be the bigger person. It's like, no, it's actually so much more than that it's not about being the bigger person it's about having the confidence in yourself having the resilience to understand that these things aren't personal and they're not a personal attack on your character or your personality you haven't disappointed anyone the main person you need to make sure you don't disappoint is yourself and as long as you can take criticism constructively don't get defensive, apply it to the context in a in a reasonable way and move on. Don't think about it. That's it. That's it. I just, I had the overwhelming urge to talk about that and I don't know. I don't know if it made sense. 
I hope it did. I really love having these chats, these one-way chats where you can't reply, give your opinion or contribute in any way. Love them. Um, But I would love to hear your thoughts. If you can please flick me a voice message or a long text message if that's not your thing on Insta DM at The One Up Project. I love having actual conversations and I'd be so keen to talk to you if you've experienced this or you were someone that you know used to get or still does get really emotional over any kind of comments. It's a really exciting thing to notice growth within yourself. And that was one that was just so obvious to me recently. So I'm excited. I'm excited to have that. And I'm excited to share it with you guys. All right, I'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.